Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. On the one hand, I can see why Nancy wants the fake videos to be pulled off of Facebook, right? I mean, I get it. There are real videos of me on Facebook that I want to come down. I, I understand. But on the other hand, I can see why Facebook says that they can't police fake videos online. Because if you think about it, that's all videos online. Yeah. I mean, do you really think that cat was playing a keyboard? Do you? Huh? <laughs> you really think that banana likes peanut butter jelly time? No. <laughs> You can't just take fake videos of things. If the internet had no fake videos, it would be the library. <laughs> you know, good, good tie in here. We got this note from Rich. As a younger person, I still don't understand who's at fault with social media meddling. I don't blame Russia. I believe that I blame the dummies who believe everything they see on the internet. You know, that is, there is an element of we're trying to protect the mentally impaired from the wilds of the internet on some of the stuff particularly in this last five-ish years there are a lot of people who don't understand the difference between quote-unquote news and internet feeds right if something has a fancy font up top they figure well this must be true i just i think we're uh, passing through a brief period of people getting hip to the the crap that's coming your way on the internet and how to process it. I, Facebook is evil and I hate it, but not because of doctored videos like this one. Right. <laughs> I, mean, right. That's, I was. Although I, I will tell you this: the the Russian made and manipulated like super hardcore activist groups that either didn't exist or wouldn't have existed if they didn't uh, organize them. That said like really strong things on both sides of the issue. That, uh, you know, that there were a couple of those that I thought, wow, those people are nuts not getting that it right. was. Right. Oh, sure. Know, yeah. I the drove, uh My son had a doctor's appointment with this uh, fancy, fancy doctor yesterday in, in Palo Alto, California. So I drove by Facebook and right there at One Hacker Way, the big Facebook sign, if you've ever seen it in front of Facebook. And there's so many tourists there. There are like buses of tourists that stop there. Yeah. And people get their pictures taken with the big Facebook sign. And. I just thought, I wonder if that's going to continue to happen, because Facebook isn't viewed the way it used to be. I mean, it's no. it's practically like driving by DuPont now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that brings up something I mentioned briefly a couple of weeks ago. They're having a heck of a time recruiting on college campuses, because now the brand stinks, especially among the young and enlightened. Yeah, yeah. And Their turndown rate's a lot higher. They, they hmm. deny it, but the sources who are saying it's true were pretty reliable. So... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's evil. Keep that in mind as you go about your daily life. So listen, uh, as uh, some old uh, radio colleagues of ours used to say, I love this so bad. (laughs) This is, uh, uh, do you have the Congress guy's name in front of you, Sean? Uh, He's a Democrat. Yes. And he's been dragged onto which channel? 
Uh, this is uh, Ari Melber, MSNBC, I believe, okay. uh, Democrat, Representative Sherman. I think he's also named in the clip as well. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't, I don't know if I'd vote for this guy, but I sure would shake his hand. Uh, enjoy this with us, folks. And Congressman Brad Sherman, who's calling for impeachment and introduced an impeachment resolution this year. Uh, Ari, I'm not sure you're describing my, uh, my position accurately, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it right now. Go for it. Look, the president obstructed justice. That was apparent to me in July of 2017 when I introduced articles of impeachment. But I knew those articles couldn't lead anywhere without bipartisan support because, of course, Republicans were in control. Uh, Prosecutors don't indict unless they think they can get a conviction. We need to change public opinion so that we'll get a a fair hearing in the United States Senate. What was it? Because impeachment without removal. What was inaccurate about them mentioning the year for impeachment? I've been pushing towards impeachment, but I want impeachment on a bipartisan basis. Great. Yes. But I got to correct your correction then. Oversimplification, perhaps. I think I've. uh, No, I mean, you're. I don't know what you're doing, sir. You're advocating for impeachment. You introduced a resolution for impeachment. Now, you're the politician. I want to get the other panelists in. You can use your time as you see fit. I appreciate you coming on the show. Do you want to talk about the case that you're making for impeachment? Actually, I've been trying to get on your show to talk about the Saudi (laughs) nuclear program. And if it was my time, we'd be talking about efforts to control drug prices. There's this image in the country that Congress is focused only on impeachment. That's the only thing I can get on TV to talk about, but it's not really what I'm working on. Wow. How good is that? How good is that? It's so funny that Sean would come across that clip today because I was rolling into work this morning, as always, you know, flipping around, taking in as much news as I could. And it was all impeachment and abortion. Over and over again. There, listen, if you're going to have an abortion today, you know, obviously this doesn't apply to you. Or if you're Donald J. Trump, it doesn't apply to you. But I'm not going to deal with either one today, and neither is anybody I know or love. There's, there's nothing about real life. There's nothing about our, our dying entitlement programs, fiscal responsibility. It's just, it's all abortion and impeachment. Our nation's media, well, and listen, they're chasing eyes and ears. They're desperate. It's like you've gone from one grocery store to 27 in your town. They've had to change their strategies. I get that. But, man, they're, they're like, they're desperate beasts. They're, they're starving. You know, uh, where I live, we got coyotes. And, uh, and sometimes you got your big, robust, healthy coyotes. And you really don't have to worry about them. But then you got your scrawny, diseased-looking, patchy, furred coyotes that just can't wait to eat somebody's cat. And that's, <laughs> that's what the media is like these days. And we're probably committing career suicide by not doing it, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to pretend something's a giant flaming deal and you should be terrified unless it's true. And he, he wasn't pitching straw bans as the things that he was trying to get on the show to talk about. <laughs> right. He's talking about prescription drug price hiking. He's talking about international nuclear trade agreement. Like these are important topics yeah. that should be discussed on the news. No time. No, we'll we'll let you come on to talk about that, but only if you mention impeachment. You going to mention it? If the Saudi prince outlaws abortion, you'll come on. That's something. Yeah. We need to uh, blast the national spelling bee again because we did that earlier in the show because mm. it's it's completely done now. I mean, it's been getting stupider and stupider every year. Yesterday, we found out that over half the participants paid their way in. They didn't even win spelling bees to get in. 
Can you spell idiotic? And now it's just it's just over the top dumb. If you haven't heard how it turned out, well, and it's child abuse. Yes. Can we start with the child abuse? And are hey guys, this is for you, or maybe women if you're attracted to these kind of guys. Do you suffer from Mossman Pacey paradox? I it's think I do. Decent chance you I do. I think I do. I've got quite a case of it. <laughs> Go to my doctor and get a shot. So you need to look out for that all on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. History. I mean, how excited are you to, to be part of the eight that made his history at the National Spelling Bee? So there you go. They're uh, interviewing the eight people that tied for first place in the Spelling Bee. Marshall's got that in his news coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Spelling Bee is completely over now because so many children are being uh, or, or, or wasting their childhood that they learn so many words you can't ever have anybody miss. After the 20th round, they finally just decided, all right, there's, there's no way we can come up with a word that you eight can't spell. So, And how many of those kids paid their way in as opposed to coming up through their, through their school and then their county and the rest of it? It's just become a ridiculous parody of what it began Well, as. it's awful. It, it do, is awful. Do you know anybody who... But they're reporting with big smiles on the Today Show and nobody, on all your TV channels. <laughs> and nobody even, nobody even questions it at all, which oh, yeah, is crazy. They're on the Today Show today. Now, you got to be nice to the kids. They're, they're kids. Sure. But um, you should, when you cut away from the kids, at least have a conversation. Does anybody here want their kid to spend 15 hours a day studying spelling words all summer long, year right. after year? Right. No, I don't. I th- actually think it would be awful. I would cry if my kid did that. What if you had a was parent to do that? What if you had a parent who had convinced his kid to spend 15 hours a day putting siding on their house all summer? You'd have the authorities take them away. That'd be a much better skill to have sure spelling words nobody needs to know sure and some of the siding of today's uh, construction trade jack durable and attractive it's <laughs> a good point joe <laughs> thank you michael <laughs> so i got a couple of dumb things for you you want dumb things sure please it's friday um we are going to talk at some point about how uh universities and retirees are funding the technology behind china's surveillance state uh, yep. Getting back to China once again. Yep. China. Uh, 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 the most surprising sorts of Americans making loads of money on helping the totalitarian communist regime. <sighs> anyway, more on that later. Um, these are all so these are so stupid. So which <laughs> do I do first? The Do you have the Mossman Pacey paradox? Are you suffering from that? I got a terrible case of it um, in, in, in a whole bunch of different cases. Men who go to extremes to attract mates are doing things that are causing them to be infertile so they will not be able to pass along their genes. Oh, boy. Uh, One of the flaws I have with this is I think a lot of guys who are doing stuff to attract mates are hoping to have sex. How interested they are in having children, I'm not exactly sure with all. Uh, You know, that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah. But in general, reproductive act. And then there is the desire for a child. They're talking about people who work out a certain level, uh, a certain amount, especially if you take steroids, mm-hmm. lowering your test, uh, lowering your sperm count, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> a lot of your uh, balding uh, cures 
things that will help you with balding, either uh, lower your sperm count or make you impotent. Really? So many of the things that that men do make them less fertile. But my argument would be I'm not sure they're trying to be fertile. I think they're just trying to have the pleasure that is a sexual encounter. Uh, But anyway, that's the Mossman-Pacey paradox. If you're doing things to try to attract a mate, yet making yourself less likely to be able to pass along your genes. Right. Signal, signaling yourself as an evolutionary outlier who cannot evolutionary pass those things right. on. Hey, right. ladies, watch sure how care. long I can keep my genitals on this hot plate. <laughs> That's what? how I used to impress women. What? Bar bet. <laughs> Dating's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is stupid also. Which wine you prefer reveals your personality, red or white. Oh, boy. <laughs> to which Joe always says... About all these, you know what reveals your personality? Your personality. What kind of person are you? That reveals what kind of person you are. Your pizza toppings reveal your personality. There's no need. (laughs) It's already revealed. We know. All your friends know your personality. Right. Exactly. They don't need to hear about your your pizza topping. What aisle you start in at the grocery store reveals your personality. (laughs) You know what else does? Uh, it seems that white wine drinkers identify as sarcastic, curious, and perfectionists. This is idiotic. Meanwhile, <laughs> red wine drinkers are adventurous, humble, and organized. What uh, publication will I be throwing bricks through the windows of that brought us this? Red wine lovers lead toward dogs. White wine drinkers are cat people like Sean here. What? Um, <laughs> white, white wine night owls and extroverts, whereas red wine, they want to stay home and listen to jazz. All right. I listen to jazz while I'm up late at night. Yeah, what about that, huh? Wiseacre? <laughs> I just, I can't even believe that stuff exists. That's mainly the reason that I brought that up. I just, I can't believe that anybody took the time to write it. Anybody took the time to print it on paper or put it on a website. Yeah, I know. And I can't believe anybody ever utters it and takes it seriously. Right. I just, I mean, you've, you, 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 you've wasted your life <laughs> if you've spent any time on that. And listen, Anything like that. And if anybody'd like to make a little wager, I'll bet you a hundred U.S. dollars that 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 click that link had a picture of a woman with unusually large breasts next to it. Your favorite wine reveals your personality, and for some reason, here's a picture of a woman with really big <laughs> boobs. Uh, I wanted to mention this just because I think it's kind of interesting. The New York Times has an op-ed, their most popular meaning most read, most shared article in the New York Times right now, is an op-ed by Robert De Niro, the actor, about Robert Mueller and how we need to have Robert Mueller testify before Congress. By Robert De Niro, the actor. You testifying to me? I, I just, I just, I don't know where we're headed. I just don't know where we're headed. Ah. Um. So I'm not exactly throwing leading roles at the man anymore. He's got to take work where he can get it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Bob. Oh, celebrity, right. celebrity, yeah. celebrity candidates with then now celebrities comment on the celebrity candidates and just, I don't know. Um, I did see this the other day. So we got a trend here at the workplace. I don't know if this is happening everywhere. I think it's great. When they hire new people here now, they have their picture and a little bio about them. I love it. Used to be people just showed up and you'd think, who's that dude? Mm-hmm. Let me see your badge. That's what I would say. Who's her? Who's she? Well, Do now, you belong know, here? You know, no, he's an, he's an account exec. She's, a, she's in promotions, whatever. You know where they went to school, what their interests are. At least you've seen their face, so when you see them around in something. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you read the latest I batch. appreciated the little bio material, too. That that new gal who works there, uh, we have something in common. I'm going to bring it up. Okay. But they, they hired a whole bunch of people here the other day. I was looking through some of the bios, and one of the guys on there 
speaking of Robert De Niro, in his bio, he and his dad were both in The Godfather 2, which might be my favorite movie of all time. Wow. I've seen it at least 15 times. I'll be danged. Is he an extra? Was I don't he an know. Extra? So I thought oh. we ought to bring him in here and ask him about that. Wow. If we can track him down. Or is it Al Pacino? Does he work here now? <laughs> Al Pacino now that'd be works cool. here. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. He's doing traffic now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <Wow>. Abe Vigoda. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's in sales. <laughs> <laughs> The freeways getting all packed up. <laughs> but no, it's kind just of when you exit, they pull you back on. <laughs> but uh, I just know. Yeah, we should ask him about. That's that. good. Yeah, I went to a basketball camp many moons ago where that young gal went to school. Oh, really? Yeah. She'll say, "Oh, yeah." I'll say, "Hmm." And be and the end of the conversation. You'll and she'll think w- she'll think I was hitting on her, and I'll right. think I didn't. I wasn't, oh, well, we'll never speak again. <laughs> and that'd be the end of that. Yep. Until HR talks to you. <laughs> Listen, I understand you're uh, coming on to the young female employee. No, I'm not! Which reminds me of one of my most humiliating stories ever. Speaking of that priceless uh, quote from your son, which was... We gotta go, I'm being humiliated here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma wanted to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> I remember hating that. in front of her. I can't imagine what the grandma thought. We got to go. I'm being humiliated here. <laughs> Your kid may be my favorite person ever. I don't he, know. He talks like an adult, which is so funny. Yeah. He's very short. He's obviously a child, yeah. but he speaks like an adult. He's like Brian the dog or Stewie. I mean, he reminds nice. me of that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got a report out today. North Korea may have executed top nuke negotiators. More details coming in on that. And Bill Barr pretty much dismissing some of Mueller's comments. And we have a lot more about the Spelling Bee's Elite Eight coming up. Oh, boy. Yeah, what Marshall, Bill- this is the last time I ever want to hear about that <laughs> exercise in idiocy. What Bill Barr said is kind of interesting. That's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Now we got the real news with Marshall Phillips. We also have this headline from Sean, which just came across the Twitter feed. This is a good one. Philippines President uh, Duarte says that he was gay, but he cured himself. Wow. It's a heck of an announcement to make. That's that was quite true. something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's a big deal if it if it's true. It's self cured. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what he did exactly. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Got a lot of talk this morning about a report from South Korea's major newspaper alleging North Korea has executed five top government officials that were involved in Kim Jong Un's summit with President Trump in Hanoi. Oh, you didn't do a good job, so i got to shoot you. Well, supposedly they were executed for spying on behalf of the U.S. One of those reportedly killed was the man who actually led negotiations leading up to the unsuccessful summit in Vietnam. Wow, that's rough. Now, the paper's also alleging Kim Yong-chol, the North Korean leader's right-hand man, has been sentenced to hard labor, along with Kim Jong-un's interpreter in Hanoi, for, quote, tarnishing the authority of Kim by making an interpreting error. Secretary of State Pompeo now saying the State Department is looking into those reports. Wow. Uh, as you see from the contract, there's a $50,000 bonus for a successful resolution of the talks. And if you're unsuccessful, you'll be shot. 
That's a rough gig. Do they really think the, these dictators think that they get better performance that way? I don't understand how they think they're. An example from China. Um, uh, as I continue to listen to podcasts and read books. So uh, she set these... In all your reading and listening, have you discovered a dish other than sweet and sour pork you'd like to order? <laughs> really? She um, uh, became obsessed with certain econ- uh, environmental goals. So we're going to have this much uh, electricity pollution, blah, blah, blah. So to make sure they reach the goals, uh, Mayor, one of your big cities... Because uh, if you if you don't if you don't do what you're supposed to do in China currently under Xi, you're gonna you're gonna lose your job or you know you might end or up worse. in prison or who yeah. knows what. Yeah. So they just turned off the electricity in one giant neighborhood of poor people. And they had no electricity all winter long. Wow. To make sure that they reached the goal, made their quota. But but yeah, you made your quota. So I don't understand how these totalitarian leaders think they're accomplishing anything with these harsh punishments. People will either lie or cheat to reach the goals, and it won't accomplish what you were hoping to accomplish. How did they not get that? We'll punish them even worse. Yeah, I don't know. Like a bad coach. They're just not good at leading people. They're just good at hurting them to make them comply. Attorney General Bill Barr was asked on CBS this morning if he agreed with Robert Mueller's statement that he was blocked by a Justice Department policy that says a sitting president can't be charged with a federal crime while in office. So that's why Mueller said he couldn't make a decision about obstruction. Barr's answer? I personally felt he could have reached a decision. In your view, he could have reached a conclusion. Right, he could have reached a conclusion. Uh, The opinion says you cannot indict a, a president while he's in office, but he could have reached a decision as to whether it was criminal activity. Now, Barr was then asked... Well, I mean, he seemed to suggest yesterday that there was another venue for this, and that was Congress. Well, I'm not sure what he was suggesting, but, you know, the Department of Justice doesn't use our powers of investigating crimes as an adjunct to Congress. So, obviously, there's different ways to interpret this, and uh, and I don't know where I come down on this. So, Mueller's saying, I can't indict, so what's the point? Right. Barr's saying, well, the point of your investigation was to let us know whether or not you think the guy committed any crimes. <laughs> um, Mueller is saying, I can't put out a statement that says, I think the president committed crimes. What would that do to... When there will not be a trial. When there will not be a trial that he can uh, push back against. All right. Which is a decent argument. Oh, yeah. He is in a rather odd position. You can't tell me that I committed a crime and now I don't get a trial where I get to stand up for myself and say, no, I didn't, and just put it out there for the world that I committed a crime, according to you. Yeah, it is odd. Barr saying, that was the whole point of hiring you. Yeah, which is also, I wish you'd have told us that to begin with. Which is also <laughs> a good argument. Yeah, yeah. Now... Did you know this? This is kind of interesting. Yeah. There's a reporter from the Huffington Post, Sam Stein, who is a reporter I, I, I like. I don't agree with him on anything, but I like him. He's very entertaining. Um, but he said his reporting is Trump now wants Mueller to be questioned in front of Congress and ask, answer questions. Didn't before. Their hmm. team were really trying to keep Mueller out of it. But they now have questions, and Republicans are really looking forward to the opportunity. Republicans might be looking forward to it more than Democrats now to get Mueller in front of Congress and ask him some questions. For instance, at what point did you know the whole Russian thing was 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 nothing? When did you know that, and how long after that did you wait to tell us? Mm. I mean, so all through the election, did you know yeah. that there was no collusion? At what point did you figure this out? Wow. Which is a decent question. That is a decent question. Getting back to our original conundrum, is it possible that Mueller could have said... 
the special counsel's office has uh, a probable cause to believe that criminal activity took place. Or, because there are, I can't remember what the terms are, I'm sure the lawyers are shouting them at the radio right now, but uh, that there is reasonable, you know, cause to bring charges or something like that, that makes it clear that this is the accusation phase and we have a system for these things. But yeah, we're we're ready to accuse. I don't, if he's not willing to do that, what was the point oh, that's of another, the whole thing? That's yeah. another one of the questions. I mean, questions. the whole obstruction of justice. Thing. That's another one of the questions that Republicans want to ask. If you had decided at the beginning you can't indict the president, then what What were you up to? I mean, what right. was what was your plan from that point forward? Yeah. Just to lay out the evidence, I guess? Or why didn't you tell everybody, look, there is no, instead of having everybody speculating, right. including former CIA directors, that, that he's going to be indicted, why didn't you say from the very beginning, I will not be indicting the president, that can't be done? Right. I don't know. I don't know. On another matter, we have got eight spellers now who are better than the dictionary, better than anything the Scripps National Spelling Bee could throw at them, and in the weirdest ending in the 94-year history of the competition, the B ending in an eight-way tie. They will forever be remembered as the Elite Eight. Now, one of those elite... I already forgot them. No, they they will not be forever remembered. They won't be remembered next week. This is the 94th and final year of this idiotic exercise in child abuse. Well, it'll be remembered by me that that's how this stupid thing ended. You finally got to the point that so many kids wasted their childhoods that you couldn't come up with a word they couldn't spell. And over half the people paid their way into the tournament anyway. So you should have come up with a winner. What I would have done, because he made a judgment call. The guy who runs right. the thing, he just he called an audible. I've decided after 20 rounds to decide that all eight of you are the winner. Um, I would have done this. I would have said, Bruglibgabon. And the person would have said, use that in a sentence, please. I just made up the word Bruglibgabon. <laughs> right. How do you think I spelled it? Because yeah. I spelled it with two Ps. That's the secret. <laughs> Only one of them silent. <laughs> or here's an alternate plan. You just say, your word is pig. Pig. Your word is large. Large. Just keep giving them, like, <laughs> elementary school words till they all become so angry they leave. <laughs> till they're just so bored they wander away <laughs> with America. Uh, settle it with a spontaneous foot race. Or go Hunger Games. Have a collection of weapons in the middle of the room and get it on. One of the Elite Eight winners telling TV interviewers later on. I was very happy when I realized that, yes, there was a chance that we could be Octachamps. You're eight. You don't have any perspective for anything. No, no, you don't. Yeah. And I, I just I don't understand why more of the media doesn't. You don't have to do it in any mean way toward the kids, obviously, at all. But why more of the media doesn't question this. Do you know any parent? I don't. Do you know any parent that thinks that's a good idea for their kid? To I don't spend know one. 10, 12, 15 hours a day memorizing spelling? Nobody is looking at this this situation and thinking, oh, that's fantastic. No, I'm thinking it's awful. Thank God my kid isn't going to have their childhood like that. It's just weird. And the media just goes along with it like it makes sense. They could be hitting themselves in the head with a hammer. <laughs> it's just wonderful. You're right. the best at that. Eight of them <laughs> continually hit themselves in the hammer so long that they finally gave up. <laughs> and quick note, the Raptors drawn first blood in the NBA Finals. They took Game 1, 118-109 over the Warriors in Toronto, leading the series now one zip. Have you changed your prediction, Sean? You had, you had Warriors in five. 
I, I've changed it, but that's only because I'm overreacting to the first game. I think it's a seven-game series. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh. And I, I'm telling you, I got weird vibes of the 2004 Pistons when they were the, the heavy underdogs that toppled the Lakers. I think the, this is a type of defense that Golden State hasn't faced. Does Do Drake and someone actually get into... Shoving. Well, Oakland's got some hardcore rappers. I mean, some real gangsters. Oh, see, I don't even know about that world. Is Drake like on one side of something? Uh, A beef of some sort? Not so much. Is he North Coast versus South Coast or something? I don't know. Saskatchewan versus Alberta. (laughs) He had a rap battle approximately exactly one year ago this week, right around there, where uh, it was revealed that he was hiding a child with a porn star that uh, (laughs) kind of got brought out in the public during this rap beef. Wow. But no, like a territorial skirmish like the Tupac and Biggie days. There you go. That's your news. That'd be exciting. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starring at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What was that thing that I was intentionally uh, mispronouncing to annoy you? It was a show, wasn't it? it was, oh, it was... Uh, no, the Revengers. The Revengers, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm going to start referring to the Toronto Raptures. <laughs> well, the Rapture. The Raptures. Stop them at the border. That's a check their papers. Don't let uh, Kawhi Leonard in. I will watch game two. There's no doubt about it. Well, a Facebook lawyer says you don't actually have any privacy on the site. Another black eye for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. If you're evil, you don't care about black eyes. No. He's rolling around on his money. <laughs> this howdy duty face. Well, Senator, I'm going to go home and sit on my money. I'm going to burn some of it. I'm going to wipe my bum with the rest of it. <laughs> Senator? <laughs> More on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. I don't care if Monday's blue. Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm in love. Mr. Letterman hands me this envelope after we had done this interview with him. And in my mind, I thought, oh, it's going to be a massage gift certificate. Can I tell you something? That's 100% what I thought it was going to be, too. Or like to a fancy, I don't know. Yeah, it was in like a hotel uh, envelope. And I get it. And I can see he's still looking at me, Mr. Letterman. (laughs) And I open it. And it's just the lyrics to Freebird. (laughs) He didn't even sign it. (laughs) And he's looking at me across the room like, pretty good gift, right? That is funny. That's strange. I love David Letterman so much. David Letterman gave wacky gifts to his guests. That's from Zach Galapagos. (laughs) The lyrics to Freebird. Zach Galapagos is the voice of uh, the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. So that's how my kids know him. Okay. The Lego Batman movie, which is the funniest of the Lego movies. Hmm. He goes up to see Superman up in his thing up there. What does he got? That Ice Palace or whatever that's called. What's that called? Fortress of Solitude. It's technically Superman's thing, but yeah. how, how do how do I know that? Yeah, Batman goes Why up to see that? Superman and yeah. he says, "Oh, sweet isolation." <laughs> I thought of Sean when they said that. The superheroes really like the isolation. Oh yeah, getting away from it all. Sure, just well, a lot of stress. Save me, save me. Yeah. Right. You might remember this uh, dust up with Facebook uh, a while back. Just one day. Before Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said at a shareholder meeting that he wants to build a privacy-focused social platform. Senator? The company's lawyer argued that privacy doesn't actually exist on Facebook. At a hearing in a class action lawsuit, 
The company attorney argued that there is no expectation of privacy on Facebook. There is no invasion of privacy at all because there is no privacy. He said while trying to convince a U.S. district judge to toss out the lawsuit. Um, you have to closely guard something to have a reasonable expectation of privacy, he argued. That is a time-honored precedent, which has been rendered, if not useless, just way, way different by 21st century technology. I get what he's saying. I mean, if you're shouting at your wife, I tell you what, you make me as miserable as the day I robbed that bank. Um, you know, you have no reasonable expectation that the government's not hearing your conversation. They haven't surveilled you. You shouted it in public. Oh, if I leave, you're walking down the street. Somebody might take your picture. Or I just think if I just left. Well, how about if I left my bank records sitting out on a park bench? Right. And then somebody looked at them. I can't sure. complain that they looked at right. them. Well, and that's obviously the lawyer's argument. Look, you've given us all this stuff. You signed a paper saying you do it. You got all these apps on your phone. You got a tracking device. You're not protecting your data. You're not even trying. So don't go suing us, you babies. That's their point. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really agree. Uh, but you know, sometimes technology changes everything. Well, I think it clearly has. I'm not smart enough or, or, or have enough of a, the, the the way lawyers' minds work to put it in any flowery language, but. Um, it's clearly different. It's just clearly different. Right. Um, and, and Europe has decided that, too. This information belongs to you, and they don't get to have it. It's your private information. I don't know if we're going to get there or not, partially because, you know, Google and others are lobbying like crazy to make sure that that doesn't happen. And but it Google, is Google, one of the biggest, most uh, free-spending lobbyists in America. They were number one, I think, last year. Yeah. And I guarantee you... They're spending a lot of their money to try to make sure we don't end up with the European laws. And not only that. That would change their entire business model. They might go out of business. Right. In Facebook's last uh, earnings call, they, they publicly stated we're setting aside somewhere between, I think it was like 3 and $5 billion for potential fines that are most likely right. going to be levied against us. And if you're making between 30 and $50 billion, who cares? Yeah. Google wouldn't go out of business, but they, they would be a, a completely different thing. They'd have to restructure completely what they're doing or what they hope to do. If they weren't allowed to take your information and sell it. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, that's what they do. Right. That's what Facebook does, too. And Zuckerberg tried to pretend that they don't, that he just kind of accidentally put together this fun app that people share their information, that he wasn't doing that all along. Well, his business associates now say, no, that was what he was doing all along. That was his plan all along. Sure. That's how he became a billionaire. That was his point. So to me, the point of this story, well, one is that that's their lawyer's view of it. But two is that Zuckerberg is out saying, no, privacy is what we care about the most the day after his lawyer's making this argument in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. So Zuckerberg is just. He's, well, now, granted, they're very, very old, but did he hire all the tobacco company lawyers from <laughs> 1961? And yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Now, listen, Mark, here's what you do. You say it's good for you. <laughs> you say it actually kills germs. But that's patently false. Oh, you're such a child, Mark. <laughs> cancer, cancer. Cigarettes cure cancer. I wish I somehow in my mind could replace Zuckerberg's face with Steve Bannon's face. Wow, when I think what about is it him. with you? Because there's something about Zuckerberg's howdy-doody face and his wide eyes and everything. Hi, everybody. I'm not here to steal from you when he actually is and always has been. You're easily duped. Oh, I, I guarantee you that's a lot of how he's gotten over. He doesn't look evil. That has helped him for a long time. I'm not sure it matters now 
because everybody's on to it. But for a long time, I think that made a big difference in his interviews and his T-shirt. And I'm just a college kid who came up with a fun app. And I just want people to get together and be able to show pictures of each other's kids online and so Grandma can see the kids' art project. Uh-uh. If he looked like Michael Cohen, had slicked back hair and <laughs> yes. sounded like him, people would have had a completely different view. Or Scaramucci, you remember yeah, him? exactly. Oh! <laughs> or like, who was, the, who was the ostrich suit guy? Uh, oh yeah, if he looked like Paul Manafort, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, and he's running right, the right. same business. Hey, this, there might be a First Amendment concern with this. I don't know, but <clears throat> just the government mandates that Facebook change its name to "It's Our Data, Bitches, Deal with It" book. You know, <laughs> just so every time their logo came up, you were reminded of what they're actually doing. I want to build a privacy-focused social platform. <laughs> Do you? Oh. Cigarettes cure cancer. <laughs> Anyway, so hopefully we all know what he is now. Yeah, well, at least people aren't dying. Oh, except for the explosion in suicides tied to social media, especially adolescents. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Moving along. Oh, I did something I've always dreamed of doing this morning. I've never had the courage to do it, but I did it. I found it. I summoned up the courage. I should probably write a book about it. I cut my own hair. What? I mean, not like completely. This morning? Yeah. Before work. I mean, not like completely, but I got a haircut. I'm almost interested in in when as anything else. Before work, you decided to cut your own hair. Yeah, right after I took a shower. Do you need to borrow some money, Joe? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fine. No, I got a good haircut the last time, but the guy left it kind of longer than it usually is on the size. It was starting to annoy me, and I thought, you know, I bet that'll look good if I just, yeah, go ahead. I took a few inches up. Perfect. Kind of when I was a kid, every time we got home from the barber, my dad would have to even up, like, the sideburns, because one's up here and one's down here. <laughs> Was the barber a little get 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 get? I don't know. Armstrong and Getty.